and welcome to Baddest Mothers in the Room. My name is Casey, and I'm the mother of Bo. He is a 20-month-old baby boy. Good afternoon. My name is Tristan, and I will be the mother of Nellie, a 17-month-old baby girl. We are the kind of women that didn't know if we were going to have babies or not, but then we did, and we are here to talk about it. No, we are not professionals, so don't take our advice if we give you any too seriously. And we're just, you know, we're just here to talk about the parents of parenting. Yeah, that's all. You can always weigh in on anything that we're talking about, you know, email us, whatever, or you can give us some new ideas of things you want to hear us. Yeah, yeah not like our stale, grody old ideas. Yeah, grody to the max. That was a quote from 13 Going on 30. Oh, I have never seen that movie. <gasps> it's Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah. That's how she talks. Oh, well, she'd probably, I don't, I only know her from this, and she does talk like that in this, because she's being 13. Right. But that's how she talks. She's in those commercials now for, like, some airline or airline points oh, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. With your Ventra card, you can do this. Your Ventra card or whatever. <laughs> um... I, I just assumed it was because of like some Botox or something, so like her mouth Maybe. couldn't open all the way. Yeah, I don't like know. her mouth doesn't open and she's just is a baby. We should uh, have her on because she's a baby. She's a baby. In What's it like being a baby? And I think she's a mother. Does she have kids with uh, Ben Affleck or some shit? I don't know. Didn't she like adopt Juno's baby or something? Or is like that just in, in real life or in the movie? <laughs> I also haven't seen that movie, and I was Juno for our last zombie oh. pub crawl because I was pregnant during it. That's a good one, but you have to really be in the mood for it because it's very like, I don't know. Is it Mumblecore? I don't think so. It might be Mumblecore. I don't know. Whatever. I am close to never in the mood to watch a movie. Hmm. I like... That's oh. great that you're in SAG then. I know, right? <laughs> I, prefer, I definitely prefer TV over movies. Like, I'd rather bust out like an hour episode or a half hour, 22, you know? Hmm. And then watch a movie. It's like crazy commitment. Though over winter break when Mark was off and I still wasn't working, we went and watched some classics. Oh, nice. Like, What's your definition of a classic? What are you? Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so Citizen Kane. No, went- no, no. Never seen that. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about movies I can quote forward and backwards, okay. like Billy Madison. We yeah, Wayne's World. Uh, Wayne's World. I think we did oh, watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic. And um, Big Lebowski. Oh, mm-hmm. those are a few that I can remember right off that we dove into, and I just couldn't. I like, and I can't, especially when it's just the two of us. Like, I will sit there and just out loud recite the whole movie with oh. the movie as it plays. I can't help it. I'm that guy. I'm that guy with, actually, Wayne's World. My brother and I used to watch it yeah. all the time. Yeah. So we could do, like, the whole movie. If you're going to spew, spew, spew in, in this. After you, oh, no, that wasn't the foxy lady part, was it? No, it that's it. Later. Hmm. Fine. Um, anyway. Babies. I used to watch movies all the time, but now... <laughs> Now that I have a child, no. two hours or uh-huh. even a, a brisk 85 minutes seems like a real commitment. Right. A real like, can I stay awake that long? It's 7 p.m. now. Right. No, you cannot. No, I cannot. The answer is no. The answer is no. Uh, the new Star Wars trailer is out. And I was like, maybe I'll see that in the theater since the last movie I saw in the movie theater was The Last Star Wars a year oh. and a half ago. Oh, not in 1978 or whatever. No. <laughs> No, when it came out like a year and a half ago on Christmas, Bo was a wee man Mm. and we took him to my mom's to be babysat and he stayed the night there, right? Yeah, we like went out and went to a brewery and went to the movie 
hmm. and went home and fell fast asleep. Right to sleep. I think the last one I saw was Spider-Man, the one that came out when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, not the not the cartoon one. Yeah. The one with, like, Zendaya. Right. Yeah. I said this to someone at work. I was like, the last movie I saw was the last, the previous Star Wars that came out. And they're like, what? I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine all, all it costs to go to the movies, which is kind of expensive anyway, and then add $15 an hour yeah. plus travel time. Like, that's how much it would cost me to go to the movies. Yeah. So we just don't. We just wait. Plus, I get my, my SAG screeners. So it's like, I'll see a handful of these. <laughs> I'll soon. see the good ones. The yeah. ones worth their salt. Yeah. I'll see those by, you know, come January of next year. Or at least the ones that think they're worth their salt. Right. Even if they're not. Yes. Well, they're, they're nominated. So they Oh, I thought you might just get any, like, for your consideration Mm-mm. ones or something. You know? No, they're already nominated. Oh, great. Good for them. Please consider voting for us. I see. Yes. Well, how uh, how's your life? You have oh, a new it's name. Fine. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's a weird thing to talk about. I could mention it on the podcast. Well, I did want to ask you about it, and I forgot to, and now here we are. Now here we are recording. Um, friends, my name is Casey, as you know, because I say that a bunch when I talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> and um, my name's actually Catherine Stacy. But my parents wanted to call me Casey, but they felt like it wasn't like a real enough name or something. So they named me Catherine Stacy and called me Casey. And they always spelled it C-A-S-E-Y. And, you know, when I was like an angsty teen that was all self-conscious about everything, I was getting annoyed because I felt that C-A-S-E-Y was the boy's way of spelling it. Mm. And I started going, when I started high school, I started going to a school that was formerly an all-boys school. Juliet Catholic High School was all boys, and then they combined with St. Francis Academy, and it was at Juliet Catholic Academy. So I'd get, like, I get a lot of phone calls from, like, army recruiters and stuff, <laughs> and they'd be like, hi, is Casey all top there? And I'd be like, speaking. And they'd be like, no, we're, t- we're calling for Casey. He goes to Juliet Catholic. And I'm like, this is, this is she. This is her. This is what do you want? And, um... And so I don't know, like now I wouldn't give a fuck, but as a kid, I got really self-conscious about it. And I was reading a sassy magazine one day and the cover model's name was spelled K-A-Y-C-E. And I was like, I'm going to change my name to that. So I did. And I did that for the past 20 plus years. And then I really wanted to change it for the past couple of years back to C-A-S-E-Y. And I like, was like, oh, that's too much work. I don't even know how I would go about doing that. Like... I'm K-A-Y-C-E with, with SAG, speaking of SAG, like my mm. agent, my headshots. Um, but it's also not my name, so there's like no legality in changing the way I spell this. It's my nickname. It's the only name I go by, but it's my nickname. <laughs> and um, and then I was starting a new job, so I was like, this is the perfect time to do it. Mm. I should do it before I start my new job and just like in that like workday thing that I think everyone uses for yep, their hours and stuff day, yep. and their benefits, it has preferred name and I can just put C-A-S-E-Y. However, I'd been emailing with the people from my whole like recruitment process as K-A-Y-C-E. I ended up just putting in K-A-Y-C-E. And then my boss randomly the other day, like she could sense it, was like, do you ever spell your name just K-C? I was like, no. She's like, how do you like to spell it? And you'd think she would just assume... It was K-A-Y-C-E, and I was like, how would I like to spell it? I would like to spell it C-A-S-E-Y. She's like, well, can I go ahead and change it on everything? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Knock yourself out. So that was it. So then I immediately went on Facebook and was like, by the way, if some people are reacting as if I like am like coming out of the closet. It, it, it's weird because it does feel, I think maybe it's just because like two of my friends have recently come out yeah. as um, 
a couple different things. One is trans, or our friends. One is yeah. transgender and yeah. one is non-binary. Yeah. So that it's a similar thing. Like you're like, this is what I prefer to be called now. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously it does not have the emotional magnitude right. or it, whatever, but I don't think I will have to go through as, as much <laughs> soul searching. And- <laughs> yeah. But especially if they felt that way their whole life and they're just now feeling comfortable talking about it. But I, I, the reaction that I'm getting from some people is similar. Like some people are just like, right on, whatever. Mark just was like, okay. And like picked up his phone and changed it in his phone. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, thank you. Um, and, and people are cool about it. And then some people are like, absolutely not. Um, Holly, I love you. But she was like, no way. And I was like, you've never spelled my name right either way. She always just writes KC. So I was ah. like, what does it matter to you? So many people spell it wrong. Like my aunt was like, okay. And I was like, well, you're not going to do it right though. Because like she gave me a birthday card or something. It would usually be like K-A-C-E-Y, I think is what she would oh, write. Okay. So I kind of don't care. And when some people are like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm going to spell it this way. You can spell it however you want. I don't give a fuck. How often do we write someone's name anyway? Yeah. Like, you can literally, I don't care. Don't call me Kathy. I, I don't want to be called Kathy. That's it. Great. Yeah. Don't call me late for dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just can't believe you left at that. It was so stupid. And it also made me think about people saying that I just flew here and blew my arms tired, yes. which also, also just tickles me. Just charming. Oh, boy. So that's where I'm at. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to be met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part. It's like my whole adult life. So most people that I speak to mm-hmm. have never seen it spelled C-A-S-E-Y. Right. So other than like my family... My brother was like, I don't think you should change it back. I feel like that was your name when you were a kid, and now you're an adult, and you know, like, know more about yourself, and you should keep it. And I was like, okay, thanks for your opinion. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you know more about yourself, so you want to be. That's that exactly thing. what yeah. it was. I was like, oh, I changed it because I was feeling weak and self-conscious as a, as a teenager. Yeah. You know? So I feel like I was changing it back to be like, okay, I'm over that hump. And, and it's always felt fake to me, especially because Catherine is spelled with a C. Mm-hmm. So people are always asking and getting confused. And so that was coming up at my new job, too. It was like, wait, Catherine's with a C in case with a K. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I always, I'm always just like, I usually respond with that. I was like, weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. Teen Casey did it. I, I don't know what she yeah, was doing. And, and I never really explained myself either. Mm-hmm. So then my email is C all top. And, like, my Instagram handle is C all top, call mm-hmm. top, call, like, and it's on everything. And like, why is it with a C? Casey's with a K. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so, whatever. Spell it however you want. Thanks. Just say Casey. And I don't really like being called Case by people I don't know. Well, hmm. we're on the subject of me liking things and not liking things about my name. That, I don't like it when people call me Tris. Mm. But my family all does. But that's okay, right? Maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really care, but, but I'm like, like why are you calling me Tris? Yeah. Like, even if you did it, I'd be like, eh. I mean, I wouldn't be mad, but I'd be like, why? T-T. Yeah, that's fine. Which is harder to say, really, than Tristan. Um, we were talking about how today was the anniversary of a trip that we went on, and that was the anniversary of when your nickname was Pickleback. I yes. Think. Yeah. I was Pickleback then for a minute. 
Uh, that trip was really memorable for some reason. Like we we just had a really good time. <laughs> and Brett won a stuffed animal in one of those like claw machines. He's like, I am going to win. I grew up on the Jersey Shore. I'm absolutely going to win this. We're all like, okay, no one ever wins those. And he sure enough pulled out this blue teddy bear and we named him Bloobs. And like we literally still think about this fucking bear that my yep. dog later destroyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like it literally only lasted in our life for a few days and we still talk about it. Yeah. Well, that was the that was like when Vine came out. Was that? that mm-hmm, trip mm-hmm. um this was a, we were on an improv like teaching trip it was yeah. like half festival half like right. workshop thing and uh yeah vine came out that weekend and we just had a time recording how long were vines it still exists like 30 right? seconds no vine oh, went under. oh okay um vine. i think that guy invented hq and then oh, maybe died good for him i don't know maybe oh, i'm getting everything bummer. mixed up i don't know um but yeah yeah we we made a lot of vines, and that's, I think, one of the reasons remember it. Yeah, we spent bloobs. a lot of time. Yeah, Bloobs was in a start. Yeah, we vine, would give yeah. ourselves, we would give, like, there was four of us, I think, five of us. Five of us. And yeah. we'd give ourselves, like, a suggestion of something to do a vine on, and then we'd do, like, quick, it would be, like, then Tristan, then me, then Brett, then Mike, oh, and yeah, then Kenny. Yeah. And we'd all, like, react, or we were, like, we'd say one sentence, but each one of us would have a couple words of the sentence. Yeah. And we were just, like dying in our hotel room like, yeah boy did we out yeah improvisers plus Ugh. yeah free time nerds Phones. plus picklebacks plus picklebacks who so we have children now though yeah <laughs> haven't been had a pickleback in a while yeah don't don't know that i'd want to i was at a friend's birthday party elena you know her yeah uh, uh last weekend or last week and she ordered a pickle pizza like on purpose or yeah, like at a, yeah, it was at a restaurant. It was one of the things, pickle mm. pizza. No bueno, Elena. No bueno. Yeah, she thought it was okay. She likes pickles. I don't know. I like pickles too, but there's also like this thing going around. It's like take this gigantic pickle and make it be your bread on your sandwich. And I was oh, like, yeah. I like pickles. That's extreme. Well, I feel like I could do that. I just feel like the logistics of biting through a Ugh, whole pickle oh, as your bread. Like, yeah. what are we doing? There's, you'd have to hollow it out so much, and then you're getting the worst part of the pickle. Yeah, just the outside? Yeah. Dumb. I don't really like pickles on my sandwiches anyway. I like them separate. Oh, you know, I do, and I love them in cheeseburgers. Like, oh. pickles with mustard touching them? Oh, I just get, like, a little, like, shiver Jeez, in my belly. Came. Yeah. I just came. Gross. I need a new chair. Anyway, how about our babies? <laughs> yeah, have you have you won had anything? I did. Okay. I mean, not really. I'm more of a, a big fat fail this week, I feel. Huh. Just I was really busy, so I feel like I didn't see a lot of Bo. He actually slept in a couple mornings, so I saw him for like 15 minutes before I left to work mm. instead of our normal like hour and a half or so. And then I had a work event on Monday night, so he was already in bed. I teach on Thursday night, so he's already in bed. And then Friday night when we get home, we're like, like let's go out to dinner. So we go to this BYOB place that we really like. Did I say that right? BYOB? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then our friends are like, are you guys out? Do you want to come over for a drink? And we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's take the rest of our BYO and go over there. And Mark was like, no, it's too close to seven he's gonna be tired we can only stay for like 10 minutes and i'm like it's fine he's full of energy let's just go he can stay up late one night and then i totally regretted it we didn't get him to bed till 8 30 he was so 
tired. Like, and he manages to find the energy. There's another baby there. He's like playing. He's having a good time. And then when we leave to start walking home, he was just like, uppy, uppy. Because we didn't even have a stroller with us. <clears throat> so I pick him up and he puts his head on my shoulder and he just goes, Nine, nine. Oh, I was like, baby. oh, you poor thing. He was so tired. He like just lay there like a lump while I got him ready for bed and put him down. And then it didn't cause him to sleep in because it doesn't. It's like this <laughs> proven fact that sleep begets sleep and it doesn't work to keep him up later. Um, so he got up at like 6.30 on Saturday. So I just felt like he was real tired all day. And Mark was like, we can't do that again. I feel horrible. I'm like, I'm sorry. I made us do that. I regret it. It was selfish because I wanted to go out. Mm. It wasn't like, this will be good for him. It was like, I want to go do this. So I feel bad. I uh-uh. really fucked with the little dude. I'm sure he's forgotten. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And no, he's not like, won't. remember when you made me stay up so late? <laughs> He'll tell um, but now he has a runny nose and I feel like it's because of that. <laughs> I had a... I, I was trying to decide if this was really a fail because it sounds like I'm just blaming Chris for something. Yeah, fine. But this morning, so we're in a snowstorm. Yeah. Right now. It's April 14th and there is snow that is sticking. Yeah. And thunder. Thunder snow. Thunder snow. And it's very heavy. Like I went to just turn on my windshield wipers be like, you do the work for me. And they were like, I can't lift this shit. We don't care for this. No, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Chris was going to take Nellie to the store today and... I was like, oh, well, I'll get the uh, cover, you know, for the stroller out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, it's fine. It'll be fine. And I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the thought that went through my head was, no, it won't. But yeah. like, you're the one that'll, I don't know if it was like, you're the one that'll deal with her. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And like, they came home and she was soaked, yeah. you know? I mean, she had, we still had her like full body pink thing on, so she was fine. But, but like, she wet, was wet snow. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. you need an umbrella. Yeah. So they probably did need the cover. And I was like, and he was like, she was fine. She was a little whiny because the wind was blowing in her face. And I was like, also would have been stopped by the cover thing. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I just push it? Like, I was just so like, okay. Your problem. Like, yeah. Like, I knew it was a mistake. Right. But, like, what a weird thing to, like, not just be, like, at least take it with you right. in case you change your mind. Like, I should have just, like, nutted up and Aww. been, like. I and, but I understand why you made that decision because you're, like, well, it's Chris's time with her. It's his decision. But it's, like, well, no, Nellie's going to be the one affected by this. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. You know, the whole, like, co-parenting. Like, you don't no. want it to be too, like, no, my way is right or whatever. But, and that's like, probably sometimes what happened on is. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Where he knew we shouldn't stay out. And I was like, let's do it. And he's like, fucking okay. Yeah. So then on Saturday, he's like, we can't do that again. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Co-parenting. Don't do it. Just be a single parent. No. It's way easier. Yeah, that sounds way easier. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, my other brief mom fail is you saw Nellie has like this insane like three yeah. three claw like deep thick scratch on her eye, which is just from her scratching herself, which I assume oh. is because I'm very not lazy about cutting her nails, but maybe a little lazy, but also like. She just hates it. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I won't put you through it, baby. Right. I'll, I'll just leave them long so that you injure yourself. Yeah. How's that, you know? <laughs> and she's got a drool rash. So she just looks a, a right oh. mess. She looks like a little leper. Oh, that was kind of my other fail with Bo too, is he looked like he was lost a boxing match this week. <laughs> well, when we were here last Sunday, he had that 
owie on his nose. Oh, yeah. Like a double cut thing on his nose or scrape. And I was like, Mark, what happened? He's like, I don't know. You Do you know what happened? And we're like, no one knew. And then he reopened it this past week because oh, no. he fell down a couple stairs. Oh. Mark was off this week for spring break, so they spent a lot of time together. But he fell down a couple stairs and like re-injured it and actually had to have a Band-Aid over the bridge of his nose. <gasps> and then... Who knows if it was for the same reason or a different reason. A bruise came in above his eye, so it kind of looked like he had eyeshadow on. Uh, ooh. And it was just like, oh my God, he literally looks like he got KO'd. <laughs> Poor little guy. Yeah. How about wins? Do we have them? Skip them? <sighs> my win, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's not even like, oh, I've just been a failure this week. I just feel like nothing's really happened. But we did decorate easter eggs yesterday over a friend's house nelly had a great time she was like she was the baby that was actually dipping it in the dye really having a good time she drew on it with a little crayon and uh our friend rachel who was uh baddest nikki mom yeah we were over at their house with meredith and another baby and their mom and um she was like she's such a daycare baby because she like knows how to do crafts. Oh yeah, totally. Ellie does crafts all the time, so she was just like, "Bink, bink, I got this." And then of course she dumped a whole thing of green egg dye on herself and the floor. But luckily another baby had already dumped a different color egg dye all over herself Ooh. and the floor. Does so. this just wash out? Yeah, I did it. I did the laundry this morning. It was totally fine. Oh, man. I guess the the good people at Paz know what they're up to. Yeah, you Paz. Know? Yes. Paz. Uh, that's great. Yeah, we have not. I haven't colored eggs since I was C-A-S-E-Y the first time, I think. <laughs> I was saying that uh, I think of dyeing eggs every time I smell vinegar really strongly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it did Fine. it again. We should yeah. do that. I know he's got an Easter basket coming from my mom, but that's it. Like, as I've become less religious in my life, like, Christmas is still a big deal and stuff, but, like, Easter's, like... Nothing really happens. Yeah, I'm, I have three things for Nellie's Easter basket, which oh. I think are fine. Jeez, I didn't plan but I didn't do any of this stuff. We're going to Michigan next weekend, so that'll be our Easter stuff. But like, actually, last year you had a cute Easter outfit. This year I'm just like, oh, we didn't really plan that out. Oh, yeah. wow. Well. Nellie has way less bunny clothes this year than right. she had so many bunny clothes last well, year. Well, and as you know, I hate bunnies in clothes i do i think uh, i so, think of you often at this time of year this because time of i year keep hard. seeing so your anthropomorphic oof, bunnies yes when people post pictures of the easter bunny i'm always like that's horrifying <laughs> even and one of them recently was uh easter bunny still anthropomorphic because he's like standing up and he's like six foot tall but not wearing clothes and i was like that's still creepy guess i just hate rabbits <laughs> were you like that's disgusting give that man a vest give him a vest no pants <laughs> uh, no, I hate them. And yeah, this is the time of year our friend Steve Hund of Inferior Men will text me every once in a while with a nice picture of a rabbit in clothes just to make sure that I still hate it. Very good. Yes. Very good. Uh, did you have a... Did you win? I didn't, didn't really win, win you know? Oh, I feel like I, I didn't have anything. Like, I was like, just like going through my brain being like, I gotta have something for a win. And I'm gonna go with yesterday being like a fun, busy day. Like, we really went for it. Um... Yesterday, I did a lot of stuff. Went to the park. Went to... Where else did we take him? Went to DeFlowered and got a treat. Mm. Um, When it was like... The weather started getting weird yesterday. It was like warm and then got really cold windy and then got warmer again. So we went for walks. We went to a brewery for a little while, Mm. which is baby friendly and Bo loves. 
Um, he's like a regular there. I haven't been there in a long time. They walked in and the bartender's like, They're hey, like, Bo. And I was like, oh, okay. He's been it's here with like somebody. It's his own cheers. Yeah, it wasn't me. Um, saw other babies and did a lot of stuff with him yesterday. So I feel like he had a good day. Unlike, Unlike my no, child out in the too. living room, I do not know what's happening. Well, that's great. Good for you. Have sure. a day. That's all I got. Living life. That's all I got for a win. Hey, we have a guest. Oh, damn it. I <laughs> promised myself I was going to announce it at the top, and I still didn't. Yes. she. Uh, so Megan is an author. She wrote a book called Babies Are the Worst, a memoir about motherhood, PPD, and beyond. Yes. So we're going to talk a little about postpartum depression and how our kids suck. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I have before we wrap up this first half is I have a... And now it's time for our segment. Um, what's the thing where you... Uh, mom brain. Oh, we didn't get a new mom brain from Brad. Oh, yeah. We have all of our new music thanks to Brad Kemp at Second Bedroom Studios. Um, we need to get a new mom brain from him. Um, I'm mom braining my mom brain. Well, I'll tell you mine, which okay. is very brief while you figure it out. Great. Uh, it was just a couple hours ago. I. <laughs> And I don't know if I thought it was automatic or something. I like put my hand under my lotion and didn't push it or anything. And then was like, <laughs> and and it felt horrible. Like just the dry. I mean, even this noise yeah, is awful, the, right? Your yeah. hands sound horribly dry. <laughs> just little barbs catching each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was just such a weird moment of like, what is wrong? Oh, I've never actually, I just put my hand yeah. under the lotion. It's and, not an you know. auto lotioner. Yeah. Like a hand sanitizer yeah, machine exactly. or something. Um, mine, I have two little ones. One is, I've been riding my bike to and from work a lot, but my bike was, had to go get a tune up. So Friday, I was taking the train home and I almost got off like four stops early <laughs> because it was the stop that, first of all, the name of the stop is the street that I live on, but it's like 40 blocks or not oh. 40 maybe like 25 blocks south of where i live uh-huh. um and also i used to live at that stop ah. for three years 10 years ago so i was like kind of zoned out like listening to music and having a good time and then i heard him say the name of that stop and i like jumped out of my seat possibly my skin and went and ran for the door and then was like this is not where i need to get off and i'm just gonna go sit back down in fact it's not even close not even close (laughs) um and then the other part is part of my job is like listening to some recorded phone calls you know calls that are recorded for quality assurance i'm the quality assurance Mm. so i'm like listening to some calls it'll be really funny because i'll like set one up or like hit it to play uh, and get it all downloaded and then i'll kind of like zone out or something or just like mom brain away and then when the person on the phone is like you know, thank you for calling, blah, 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 blah. This is blah, blah. Can I help you? I'm always like, oh, God, I'm on a phone call. Like, I panic every <laughs> yes, time. Yes, I'm Casey. And I'm oh. like, oh, hello. Oh, no, I'm just listening to this call. I'm just pre-recorded. Oh, my God. And I keep doing it every time. <laughs> oh, that's a really good mom brain. Oof. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Well, right. should we take a quick break and then be back with Megan to talk about her book? Book. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And we're back, and we are with Megan Shurman, who is the author of Babies Are the Worst, a memoir about motherhood, PPD, and beyond. Hi, Megan. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. 
Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. I know. I'm excited to talk to you guys. It's been fun listening. Oh. Listening in and now getting to participate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stop it. It's like talking with stars. <laughs> Way to give yourself that, Tristan. Oh, I, oh. it's like being <laughs> on like Stephen Colbert finally. Yes, fine. I just want to go ahead and say you can relax. We're just like other people. Yeah, we're just normal ladies. <laughs> stars. They're just like us. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're the real star. You're a published author. Thank you. I know. It's still something I'm getting used to hearing and being like, yeah, I'm owning it. You right. know, like, I don't know. When you when it first starts, people are like, oh, you're an author. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's so like amazing. A, something I always thought I would do maybe one day. This is not the book I thought I would write. But, you know, here we are. This is where life took me. So. Right. So I guess that leads me to my very first question was, were you an author before this? Were you always a writer or did your journey as a parent inspire you to become one? Um, I have always written. So I don't know if I, yeah, I would, I would say I've always been a writer. So I, I majored in English when I went to university of Florida, go Gators. Um, (laughs) And I really don't, I don't follow any sports whatsoever, but when you go there, you kind of get brainwashed. You have to say that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so I, I majored in English, and then um, I never did anything with it because I moved up to New York five days after wow. I graduated just so I could be an actor because that's what I always was doing as well. So then, yeah, so then I just would take little writing jobs here and there. Like when I moved out to L.A., I actually worked um, like a copywriter and a blogger for an internet marketing company. So I was always kind of working writing in some fashion and I've always journaled and, you know, I've got a screenplay no one's seen, <laughs> that type of thing. No one will ever see. Right. <laughs> but, you know, yes, I've always written. This is my first four way into long form uh, like memoir. I mean, again, memoir is not what I thought I would end up doing, but here I am. So. Very cool. Well, uh, we just compared ourselves to Stephen Colbert, but uh, in that note, unlike Stephen Colbert, we haven't read your book. Sorry. Yet, we will. It, it's it's on my list and I plan on it, but bef- uh, to get it in before we had you on was going to be impossible since I've been reading the same book since February of last year. Um, <laughs> I hear you. So, I'm in a book club and it's called Finding Time to Read. Right, exactly. Mm, a bunch of moms. Exactly. So, like, moms read. I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I read when I'm on airplanes now. That's the only time. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I haven't been on airplanes. Are you on airplanes before. often? I guess no, not. no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, or I'd probably yeah. finish a. Uh, uh, Welcome to the Goon Squad or something. I don't even remember the name of it now. Oh, I that lady was on something. Drugs. Not drugs, some <laughs> podcasts. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so if you could just kind of give us a, a synopsis of your book, that'd be fantastic. I could do that, yes. Yeah. So um, it's divided into three parts. The first part uh, is all about my first year of motherhood when I had no idea I had postpartum depression. Like, no clue that's what was happening with me. I just thought uh, that everybody had lied, that motherhood was the worst thing ever. Basically, because you're sold this fairy tale, right? That motherhood is like the most unimaginable joy and love you'll ever experience. And it's just such bliss. And yeah, it's hard and you don't sleep, but it's all worth it. You know, like whatever Mm -hmm. things people say, and I 
had always wanted to be a mom and I always worked with children and I always thought I'm going to be the best mom that ever existed right. because I am very vain. So <laughs> it wasn't as wonderful as I was expecting. Um, I just figured everyone was lying and I also didn't feel like I could tell anybody all my disappointment, huh. you know, like, and, and I felt very alone because I felt like everyone else got it. You know, like right. they, they were doing fine with this motherhood stuff. And I was not. It's kind of um, like you felt so depressed. Is, like, exactly. And I had not experienced that I was aware of, again, um, depression in my life. So I had this different picture of what depression looked like. So mm. in my mind, it was sadness. Right. Like you were sad and that's what it meant. It was a little rock bouncing around, you know, the commercials. Yeah. And I <laughs> I didn't I didn't feel like a rock. I just kind of felt like nothingness. Like not, I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I wasn't feeling all this love that I thought I was supposed to be feeling. I just wasn't I was everything was muted and I use a metaphor a lot about um being underwater. And to me, depression felt like being underwater. Everything was slowed down, everything was kind of muffled and muted. Um and that's just something I didn't equate. I don't, I just didn't know. I wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just sort of that process. This first part of the book is figuring that out. Um, and, you know, the little things that led me to seek help. And then the second part of the book is all about once I feel healthy again and I've found help and I've gone on medication and I'm back into, I'm going to have another child. I thought, let me do this because for a while I did not think that I was going to have another. But um, once I was healthy, I felt like, yes, I would like to do this. And so it's kind of that journey of, well, it didn't happen as easily. And I had a miscarriage. And um, again, all these, all these like shattering of expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third part I do with my favorite part, it's, interviews and essays from other mothers, none of which experienced a diagnosed postpartum condition, but had their own difficulties for whatever it is, you know, whether it was going back to work or deciding not to work anymore or breastfeeding or whatever uh, challenge that they face is kind of like a little snapshot of Mm. that, Um, including, you know, something from my mother-in-law who talks about how she thinks maybe she had postpartum depression but didn't know it. That's yeah, because I you know? was just thinking about that. It was like, you go back 30 years or any time previous to that, and it was like, we didn't talk, they didn't talk about it. It wasn't a thing. It was yeah. like, oh, well, you know, she's just getting her shit together because she had a baby. Like, postpartum, like, when did we really start? When was that mainstream, you know? And even now, it's like, it's kind of confusing because, like, you get this, I don't know, I thought postpartum depression when I was pregnant or having had... Nellie, I felt like postpartum depression was if you wanted to kill your baby. Right. Because, you know, like when it's super extreme, that's what it is. And I was like, I don't want to kill her. I'm like, so I'm fine. I'm having I'm having a rough time. But, you know, I mean, and I still I'm like, sometimes I'm like, did I have postpartum depression? I don't know. Maybe it was just hard. I don't know. Version of it, like at, at some degree, because I don't think anyone's had a baby and been like, I'm amazing. Watch me go. You know? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, and I, I talk about that, too, because I think in the media, we do only hear the stories of the moms who kill their babies or kill themselves, right? And, mm-hmm. it, and it, is, um, it is classified as postpartum depression, when 
more likely they may have had postpartum psychosis or mm. you don't hear about postpartum anxiety or all these different, it is a spectrum of um, symptoms and, and uh, what's the word I'm drawing a blank, but just basically it shows up differently on everybody. Wow. No one knew that I was depressed. My um, family was shocked to find out that I was mm-hmm. because I was very, very good at hiding it. Um, and I kept very, very busy. So, you know, you hear about these high functioning depressives. I, I guess I was one of those. I don't know. I just, I had to stay busy because if I was not busy, I would get really down. Wow. Um, so yeah, it just shows up differently. It does. It looks, it looks different than I expected and it looks different on everybody. So mm. I think too, we have, um, like you said, like some, I think everyone experiences it to some degree. Um, and we are really good at forgetting about it too. So mm-hmm. I've gotten feedback from people who read my book and they identify with parts of my story in ways that they didn't expect because they're like, Oh, I, Oh, I felt that. Oh, I, Oh, I remember that. And oh, but I wasn't depressed. Was I depressed? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it really makes you start to question. And, and for me, like I said, I had no idea that that's what was going on until I thought, well, you know what, I need to talk to someone. I need to process this first month of postpartum. So I had a really dark first month and my, um, the, my birth story or Owen's birth story, I don't know how you want to say it, right. um, was very different and very difficult and, oh, and it was traumatic. So I felt like I, you know what, I need to go to talk to someone and process this. And I was living in LA at the time. So I was like in the land of therapy. And even <laughs> then I felt such shame, um, thinking I need to talk to somebody and I didn't want to tell anybody I want to talk to somebody and um, I talk in the book I I went to the library with him in the stroller because I could walk to the library where he lives and I was like I'm just gonna go over there and I'm I'm just gonna see if they have that Brooke Shields book you know she wrote a book (laughs) something about depression I'm just gonna find out so I thought oh I'll just look around on my own and then of course I couldn't find it and I couldn't figure out the computers or whatever the situation was so you burst into tears because (laughs) everything's fine yes and I everything's fine guys and I asked the librarian mom do you know if you have this book and and she goes and she finds it on the shelf and she reads the title aloud really and it's like down came the rain. My journey was postpartum depression. I'm like, first of all, it's a library. Be quiet. Oh my God. What is the price of tampons? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm here with my baby and everyone is judging me is how I felt. Oh. And no one was paying any attention. But again, I'm in my head at that point. Um, Absolutely. And really, really ashamed. Whereas now I'm like, I wrote a book, guys. I have postpartum <laughs> depression. I want to tell you all about it. Heck yeah. Because I do feel like the more we talk about it, it takes away that stigma and that shame and no one is more I feel like if I'm I'm give myself permission to be honest about this then maybe other people might feel permission to do the same yeah. I don't know I hope that I hope so at least oh that's so wonderful that's that like wonderful. kind of our goal with this podcast too is just being like hey it's not all like super easy we can talk yeah. about it <laughs> yeah it's not all a Instagram post of one of those felt boards with the letters on it <laughs> And oh people in white. Yes. <laughs> lots yeah, of white and gray. Yes. Yeah, lots of brightness. Yeah. Like yes. they put the filters to make it all look so bright and beautiful too. Yeah. 
I don't know. And I'm like, did you yeah. do you do your hair and makeup like that every day? Or is this for your photo shoot? <laughs> um, great. Talk, yeah. Do you have a question? Yes. I have a sort of two-part question, which was, so uh, unless, I don't know, some of this is like spoilers and you're like, I don't know, read the book. Um, what was your <laughs> aha moment, so to speak, of yeah. realizing, of being like, do I have PPG? Um, yeah. What is the other part of my question? That's that's my second question. And what was the other thing I meant to ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, start me off with that one. What made you realize we'll it was BBD? <laughs> um, for me, I had been for a long time very, very angry. Like that was the one emotion that didn't go away. So, um, and I was angry at, and you're talking about like these people who do their photo shoots and the Instagram stuff. I was feeling a lot of rage and it was to people that I knew personally. So it wasn't even like I was just following some stranger and like, Oh, their life looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It would be, um, I had a cousin and I had a friend around the same time who had children, their first child around the same time. And it was, uh, I think it was in November. So Owen was born in February and around November they had their kids and they were posting on Instagram and Facebook about how wonderful it is and how much they loved it and this is what they were meant to do. And I I was livid. I just thought, you guys are fucking liars. Like this, why are you lying? Like this is the worst. I, I just felt so much rage. And then there was this little tiny voice inside of me that said, but what if they're not lying? Mm-hmm. And if they're happy, why aren't you? Mm. And I... At, It was a two-parter, so that was happening. And then um, around the same time, I found, I was, like, going, it was November. I was going through my sock drawer because it was going to get cold in L.A. Um, And I needed to, like, figure out the socks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually, so I found in the back of my sock drawer a pair of fuzzy socks. And they are pink. And they had this little peace sign on them. And they are the socks that I bought to wear in the hospital when Owen was born because I kept reading this stuff about, oh, well, you need to have socks because you're going to need to walk around and right. it'll be cold and whatever. Um, those socks never made it out of my hospital bag. Nothing did. Everything I packed for the hospital bag was just a farce. That's the other thing, too, that I'm like, people are like, what do I need in my hospital bag? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> um, don't bring anything. Car don't case. bring anything. Yeah. And I, I physically recoiled when I saw them. I oh. like, and I felt ill about it. And like, I was like, there was, I had such an attachment to these socks that I hadn't seen um, since February that I, I was like, that doesn't seem right. Like, that doesn't yeah. seem like I should feel that way. So that's when I started thinking it was just about the birth, you know, like um, I, I pushed for seven hours uh, and ended up having a C-section Anyways, because he was stuck. Oh, um, and he was pushed and he for was seven hours. Up, pushed, physically oh. pushed. <laughs> um, every once in a while, the, the epidural would wear off. So then that, I would like, I have like blackouts of my memory um, <sighs> because we'd have to stop because I was in so much pain. So it, it was, it was really bad. And it was, 
the only my only birth plan I walked in with was I don't want to be induced and I don't um, want a C-section. That was my birth plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't don't do these two things. Anything else, whatever. Um, and those are both of the things that happened. So and there's there's a lot I felt like I need to work through. And when I saw those socks, I thought, oh well, that this means I need to think about this birth and think about how the recovery was very difficult and um, something I wasn't prepared for. And so when I found someone to talk to, we started just kind of peeling back the layers and I started admitting stuff aloud to myself. Mm. Um, and I, and she, my psychologist is the one who said, I think you need to see a psychiatrist and then you most likely will benefit from some sort of medication. And that was another battle for myself. Um, cause I thought, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need medication. This is ridiculous. We just need to talk about this and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there was, there was, it was a, it was a multi-pronged process. And then at Christmas time I had a meltdown, like a panic attack that happened because I was holding a new baby and I was having memories of Owen at that age that like the way she moved her fingers felt very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize all my associations I had with that time period. And, and let me also say, Owen was like a dream baby. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was great. He he slept good. He didn't fuss too much. He, um, we had trouble with breastfeeding, which is another thing, but fine, whatever. I did formula, you know, and uh, I, I hated that I had these negative connotations with a little infant in the way that I did, because then I felt even more guilty because he didn't do anything wrong. So what's something wrong with me? You know, oh, so then yeah. we, I had to go further. Um, not that a baby can do anything wrong, but there are, there can be difficult babies. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. A, so, you know, fortunately so, you can at least cut a break for yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. With everything. Exactly, so, but did then you figure out this. No, <laughs> but oh, I have a new one now. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Um, so having gone through all that, you must have really made some strides because you did decide to have a second child. Yes. Yeah. Like, like how did that, how did that come about that, that you were able to heal enough to make you want to, you know, possibly go through this whole process (laughs) again, you know? Oh my God. Well, that was really difficult. So, um, I was on medication for a year. Uh, we ended up moving from LA to Florida. And the process of all this, we just kind of had a bit of a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, I'm closer to family now. Uh, there was a lot of factors that went into that. My sister's still out in L.A. I miss her, but my parents are here and um, my brother and his wife. And Anyways, after I got medicated and that wasn't the end of the world, in fact, it opened up and, and brought me back to myself. Um, I realized if I were to go through this again, there is help for me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, it's not going to break me because I've already been broken and I know I can be fixed. Um, and we decided, yeah, we're going to try for another. And then I had a miscarriage and that kind of spiraled me again. Um, and when we finally got pregnant with my daughter, I had another panic attack where I, and I was hysterical. I was like, this was, this was dumb. This was the stupidest decision I've ever made because Owen is like, 
well, he was almost three and he was potty trained and he was like this little person all of a sudden mm-hmm. and like so much fun. And I was like, now I'm going to have a baby. Like, this is dumb. Like, babies really are the worst. <laughs> what the hell was I so, thinking? What was I thinking? So I called my, my doctor um, and spoke with her and we formulated the plan and having a plan for me was really important. A plan for my care. So um, she gave me options, like, you can go on medication now. You can wait and decide, you know, after you have your baby, if you want to go back on medication. You can have medication right when she's born. You know, there was options mm. um, because, you know, there's like a bit of a, a a lag time for when the medication starts. So she thought it like starts to work. Um, there's usually like a couple weeks where your body's figuring it out. That so, must be a hard decision to make. Like, you don't know if it's going to happen again. So yeah. if you're going to need it or yeah. not, like the preemptive, that's a, that's a hard thing strike. to preemptively strike on, I, I would think. Yeah. But the good thing is, you know, you're pregnant for nine months, so you have time to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can that is a great thing. And, Isn't it nice? <laughs> you know, there's that prep, that prep time that Mother Nature gives us. Of, mm-hmm. and, and to me, I and I did use, you know, like ways, the pros and cons, and for me, going on medication right when she was born at the lowest dose, um, even if it was more like a placebo at that point, right. mm-hmm. uh, I, I felt that was going to be the best for my mental care because I felt, you know, so much anxiety that um, that it could happen again, that it, I could go into that dark place again, that I felt, well, at least I have this. And then if we need to up the dosage, we can, mm-hmm. and at least it'll be there and it'll be helping in some way you know so that again just having a plan in place really helps and knowing that there there is help and knowing what to look for my family um they decided to be there for me like um we actually have a picture because it was a scheduled c-section the second time around um and we all went to dinner the night before, and my brother and his wife came, and my parents are here, and we all, it, it felt like a holiday, like, uh-huh. like Christmas time or something, you know? It was a very different going in. We're in L.A. We were by ourselves. My sister kind of moved out yet. Um, and that was it. It was me and my husband. We had no family. We had no friends that also had children. Mm. So no one really kind of understood where to be, you know, like mm-hmm. they wanted to come visit and see, meet the baby, but it was, a di- and it's different once you have children and knowing the needs, right? For me, um, I, well, I, I shouldn't say I didn't have any friends. I did have one couple who they had twins. They were very busy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, the point is the second time around, my mom stayed with us for two and a half weeks and then Dan's parents came down for two weeks and I had a solid month of living help, which was, really, really important too yeah. for me. Um, knowing that I had someone to help take care of Owen, I could focus on the new baby and focus on myself in a way that I didn't allow myself the first time around. So that's yeah. great. Way to be able to really just like make sure your arsenal's full and like you know what you need and I'm gonna do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a reason to have a second kid to be like, okay, I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> And then the second kid comes along and they're totally different. Than of course. <laughs> right. And you're like, I know nothing. This is the worst. Of so, course. And, and, 
Yeah, it was definitely different challenges, but I did feel much more prepared. I had I started writing this book too about a year after he was born, um, and I submitted my like final draft to my editor the Monday before the Wednesday she was born, you know, like the Whoa. week she was born, wow. you know? So it was one of those things too. I've been doing tons of research too. Cause I don't, it's not just my story that I, I have um, a friend who is a psychologist who contributed some doctor's notes to this book. I have, um, you know, just like research I had done in general about postpartum conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I felt like I had a lot of, a lot of of different knowledge. I did not even acknowledge to myself that postpartum could, postpartum depression could happen to me. Mm -hmm. Like I just, someone said at some point, oh, you know, you might want to look into postpartum depression because I had it. And if I had known what to look for, I might have been more aware. Like literally said those words to me while I was pregnant and I thanked her and for, for it and did nothing with it. (laughs) You're like, mind your business, bitch. Yeah, like, thanks so much. That's not going to happen to me. You know, I had a lot of hubris. So um, getting over that, motherhood really took me down a lot of notches, and I'm glad for it (laughs) in a way, you know. (laughs) It'll do that. The reality check. (laughs) Yeah. We're the best mothers we're ever going to be before we have children. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of course. (laughs) Of course. It's so easy. This is amazing, and I cannot wait to read your book. Um, as you know, on this podcast, we always have a mom win and a mom fail. So yes. we're hoping to hear from you. And as you're just giving us this one win and fail, it could be something that happened this week, or it could be something that's just been in in the lifetime of you being a mother, which feels like a yes. lifetime. <laughs> well, you know, Owen's six now, so I've had plenty of years to right. accumulate some fails. Yes, um, and some wins. <laughs> and some wins. I got some wins, too. Um, all right. So fails. <laughs> I am not very good at taking my kids to the doctor. Like uh. I, kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like, you know, kids get cold and they're snotty or they have a fever one day and then they're fine. Like I just, kids get sick. Like that's my, <laughs> I feel like if I go to the doctor too much. I'm right. So I, um, I, it's happened now twice where one time, um, Owen was wanting, he wanted toast and we have a toaster oven that dings when it's done Mm -hmm. and it clicked, you know, while it's cooking. Um, and he's like complaining, mommy, mommy, where's my toast? Where's my toast? And I was like, dude, it's cooking. Didn't you just hear the ding? It just went off. And he's like, no. I was like, what? And he's like, I didn't hear anything. And so like I you know, could turn it on, turn it off again and he couldn't hear. He literally had no hearing because he had such a bad ear infection <gasps> that I didn't know for <laughs> almost two weeks. And I and I um and I know it was about two weeks because I traced it back to two weeks prior when my brother had been watching him. We we had a wedding to go to and um we left the kids with my brother and his wife and while we were gone he had a little fever and napped one day which he gave up his naps at two and a half so it was like a big deal that he napped Ugh, and he, I dread he was five at the time um yeah duh. my daughter's giving up hers now too so anyways that's another another fail <laughs> um 
But yeah, so I think he had when that fever happened is probably when he contracted the ear infection, and oh, then two no. weeks later, once he could no longer hear, that's when I realized, <laughs> oh, we should probably get medicine. Oh my god! Um, oh, poor guy. That's and, great. And you would think I would learn from that, but a couple months later, um, Quinn had this cough for a couple weeks, <laughs> like, but she had like. Like a runny nose and a cough, but it was like no big deal. This is what happened. So right. two, where she was one at the time. She was one. Um, and until it started to sound a little funny, the cough did. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go take her to the doctor. And she had pneumonia. No. Um, but no other symptoms. My kids are the worst because they, they like had, they're out, they're operating totally normally. You know, <laughs> like they didn't have, except for Owen had that one fever while we were gone and then right. he was fine. Um, otherwise I, I didn't know they were sick. And, <laughs> and so those were some fails that maybe I should learn from and maybe take them to the doctor <laughs> a little more often. But, it's so hard um, to know, though. And Nellie had an ear infection, and I didn't even know. She just had her uh, 15-month well baby appointment, and the doctor was like, she has an ear infection. And I was like, oh. And then oh, I've taken her to the doctor before and, and had to pay the copay because I thought he was sick, and they're like, no, he's not. And I'm like, what, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you get dismissed a lot because they do, they they get sick, kids get sick. Yeah. So, anyways, I I don't know. Yeah. I guess that that was some fails that I've had. Yeah. How about a uh, win? A win, win, win. So, recently I started singing um, the Little Mermaid song to Quinn, Aww. just like for fun. And um, so we hadn't watched it yet. And now she thinks that I'm the Little Mermaid. Like, <gasps> literally... <laughs> So the fact that she thinks I'm a little mermaid is a really big win to me. I that don't is, know why. I think it's adorable. That is, that is not so, even a mom win. That's a life win. That's a life win. Yeah. If someone was like, uh, excuse me, are you Ariel? I'd be like, yes, I yes, am. Yes, I am. She asks to watch mommy. Aww. Like that. She's like, can we, and that means to watch the little mermaid. And then I thought, can I really tell you guys this? Is this like something in my head? And I asked her today just to confirm. I said, Quinn, who's the little mermaid? And she said, you, mommy. Wow. I haven't told her yet that I'm not actually her. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being <laughs> a little no bit need to I'm break like, that news nice. to her. That's nice. Does but, that make Daddy Prince not, Eric? Or? Yeah, he's Prince Dan. <laughs> Prince Dan. Oh, gosh, that's a whole other story. Well, anyways. Um, <laughs> he proposed to me in New York in the castle, like at the castle in New York City, like in Central Park. Oh yeah! Oh, ooh. So, anyways, cool. It's a little joke with us. He's my prince. Um, so obviously, I have an obsession with royalty. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But, we fancy. Um, we fancy. We fancy. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> that is a life win, mom that's win, a good, all of the that's wins. A life win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Just to review, oh could gosh. you just give the audience again the name of your book and maybe where they can find it for purchase? Oh. Sure. It is Babies Are the Worst, a memoir about motherhood, PPD, and beyond. It's by Megan Gordon Shorman. That's me. And you can find it on Amazon. And it's also a Kindle version if you need to see it on Kindle. Ooh. But you can also get the hard copy. Um, and it has a really cool cover. Like, 
it feels cool, like tactfully. Anyways, uh, <laughs> BarnesandNoble.com, you could do it there too. So Cool. I, I like to go it's to around. my local bookstore for books. Do you think this is the kind of book that I would find there or I could request from them? You could request it, and then that would be amazing if they started to carry it. So, yeah, for sure. Okay, that I'm going to go re- request it at my local store. Perfect. That would be great. And is there anywhere, do you want people to follow you on social media anywhere? Is that the kind of author you are? (laughs) I love social media. I'm a little bit, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with it, obviously. (laughs) um, I mean, it gave you PPD, but fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Facebook, it's Babies Are the Worst. So if you go to Facebook and type in Babies Are the Worst, you will find it. And then uh, my Instagram is my name, which is not easy to spell, but you can find it through the Facebook. But it's Megan Gordon Shorman is my handle. So um, I'm on Instagram way more, and I Insta story, and then yeah. it's linked to the Facebook from there. Same. So. You know, before we settled on all our episodes being like baddest, whatever, blah, 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 we were doing some things are the worst. Yeah. So we're we're with you. I think we have like two episodes yeah, where it's, it's like, like pregnancy is the worst and delivery is the yeah, worst. Yeah, I, I saw that. And then we switched to baddest. So then now it's like baddest birthday party, baddest birthday. Yeah. Because Casey was like, why are we called baddest mothers in the room, but we're not doing baddest? Yeah. Like, it's right, <laughs> we're like, it's oh, yeah. right there in front of us. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone out there that's listening, please grab this book, read it, love it. Uh, if you have anything that you want to chime in about, about postpartum depression or anything related to what we talked about with Megan, please shoot us an email, baddestmothers at gmail.com. You can also check us out on all of our social medias, which are at baddestmothers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, we have some more guests coming up as we enter our second year of podcasting. If you would like to be a guest or you know someone that should be a guest, please shoot us a line as well. Um, that's about it. We are Baddest Mothers in the Room. Oh, can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Nellie, can you say bye-bye? She's waving.